Let's pray. God, unless you speak to our hearts today, nothing of value will be said. So open our hearts, open our minds, open our very lives to your spirit. God, I pray that you would give me your words to speak and that you would keep me completely out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. I used to have a sweet little standing argument with my eldest that we would do every night before her bedtime. She would start by saying with her high-pitched little voice, and I don't remember what day she lost that high-pitched little voice, but I wish we could have bottled it up. She would say, I love you more than you love me. And I would say, no, my darling, I love you more than you love me. We would go back and forth with rising intensity and volume, no arguments or anything, just the same phrase over and over, just louder, until finally I would concede and say, you've got me. Her little face would scrunch into the tightest grin. She won again. It's difficult, for sure, to quantify love. There are many different ways that people express and feel love, and what makes one person feel loved doesn't necessarily work for someone else. One person may like to spend time with those that they love. Others need to hear the words. Others need to to see works of service. With so many different personalities and what they call love languages and lines crossing, it makes our love for each other really difficult to pin down, to quantify. It's subjective and mysterious. Jesus, in our gospel this morning, had his own take on how to quantify love. And quite frankly, it sounds a bit psycho. His suggestion? Show your love by your willingness to die. Now, if we heard those words in a movie or a book or from a friend or a family member, we might get a little uncomfortable. If our child, for example, came to us and said, I know what love means, a willingness to die, we might say, whoa, let's scale that back a little bit. And yet, although it sounds unhinged, this is what our Lord and God has said. The context was a normal moment of teaching. Jesus was simply sharing his thoughts on life and faith and love like he did all the time. And then it got real intense and weird, which is one of Jesus' specialties. Y'all, if you think that Jesus is normal or was a normal guy, he was not. He made people uncomfortable. He said and did strange things. He mystified and angered the establishment. But I digress. Listen, y'all, he said. And he probably said y'all because Jesus is probably Texan. Live in my love and let it be the air you breathe and the sea in which you swim. This is what you were made to be. And, oh yeah, you got to be willing to give your life for your friends. It escalated quickly. Now, I'm a mom. Today happens to be Mother's Day. And I would, without hesitation, die for my kids if it were necessary. And as a pastor in human, I hope I would be brave in a life and death situation. There's no way to know for sure, save for tragedy. And honestly, I hope I never have to find out and test that. 
Dying for people is a very hefty ask. It is not something that any of us feel comfortable with. But Jesus, he loved teaching like this. He loved to make things weird sometimes. I imagine what his smirk was like when, when he said some of this stuff. He knew he was blowing people's minds, not just those who were listening to him on that day, but all the way here to us now. Thankfully, Jesus' desire for hyperbole, for exaggeration, was very strong. And when he told people to lay down their lives for each other, he went to the extreme to just to show how much we needed to abide in God's love and to really, need, to really, really live in it. He was not proposing some creepy, obsessive love that shares necklaces with the other person's blood in it or plans a suicide pact. He was proposing that we see that we are connected to each other inextricably and that the well-being of our neighbors, our friends, even our enemies are tied to ours. We're in this together. He was inviting us to truly embody God's love that does not show partiality or selfishness. He probably could have gotten a lot more takers with that comment, right, if he would have said, true love is this, laying your life down for your family, right? Laying your life down for people who are like you. No, he just said, I was so thankful last week for Mo's invitation to share random acts of kindness on my way home from church. Did any of you participate in that last week? Excellent. Some of you did. The charge was to find random people on the street and to compliment them. No agenda, no further conversation, just a small, random kindness. I found myself on my way home from church last week looking at the world differently with this task in mind. The people I would normally not give one thought to on my way home became wonders, people who I appreciated and could tell them so. The response was so beautiful, shocked faces that turned into smiles and then turned into waves. Watching a person feeling seen and appreciated for just existing, it was so beautiful. Jesus has invited us to abide in God's love. And the litmus test that we are doing it right is if we see and love each other with love that makes us appreciate one another, which, with love that makes us stand in solidarity with people, to defend them and to lay down our lives for them. There are hundreds of ways after all of laying down our lives for one another that do not include those creepy blood necklaces, we can lay down our reputations, being willing to stand in solidarity with others when they're being put down or diminished, even if, they're being, if that's being done by someone close to us. Solidarity can be costly. Polite society does not like waves and demands assimilation, and anything we do to disrupt the powers can be, can be interpreted as just that. We can lay down our preconceived notions about people. Look, for example, for information that is coming about ways that we get to use our Fetter Hall for the unsheltered homeless for a respite center. So often we look and dehumanize people who are experiencing homelessness and we don't see their humanity. 
we don't see a son, a brother, a precious one. It's so easy to reduce them to their current condition. We can lay down our agendas, our own ideas of getting ahead. If even one quarter of our energy was not put toward our own profit and benefit and instead was toward others, how incredible, how world-changing could we be? What it means to be on a faith journey with Jesus is to abide in love. A disturbing, costly, difficult, active, world-conquering love. Laying down our lives for others in big and small ways. This is our love story. We Christians are in a love story with the whole world, with creation, with each other. Our culture is obsessed with romantic love and rom-coms, but don't cheapen love by limiting it to the caprices of romance. Romance has a shelf life. The kind of love that sacrifices for others is stronger than death. The kind of love that conquers the world, and that kind of love is far more compelling. And we all get to share and participate in it. When we open our love, our, our hearts to that kind of love, we open our hearts to everything and nothing gets left out. The love of God is impartial and powerful and overwhelms us and changes us and motivates us to share it. We start to drive down the street in a different way, looking at people as precious. If you're looking for that kind of love today, I encourage you, as you walk through the world, as you sing, as you pray, as you receive communion, as you walk out into the sunshine, as you feel the breeze on your face, as you hear a bird's song before you see it, remember that that's God's love coursing through you. That love that created you. That love that thought you were an excellent idea. That love that redeemed you. That love that sees you exactly as you are and loves you unconditionally. That love that beckons you constantly towards your best self. The love that allows you to see the world's beauty, grace, and possibility. The love that is constantly all around us. It is the air we breathe. It is the sea that we swim in. Embrace it. Live in it. Abide in it. And as we do, we will, do not, we will not have to declare with our words that we love, but we'll naturally do it with our actions, laying down our lives just like Jesus did, just like countless saints who have gone before us have done, just like we will teach our children to do. This is our love story. Amen. <laughs>